Welcome to Awakening Souls, a spiritual podcast for the mystics, magical thinkers, sensitives, and spiritual seekers. We are here to explore all things spiritual, from navigating your awakening, developing your psychic gifts, and so much more. Together with our combined experiences, we hope to help guide you on your path to reconnecting with your soul and the beautiful life that comes after. So come join us on the magical journey of exploring your Awakening Souls. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Awakening Souls podcast with Candace, Jennifer, and Rose here today. We have a fantastic topic for you. We are talking about the heart chakra, the center of it all. And this is such an amazing and important chakra. We are so excited to be talking about this. So the heart chakra is located in the heart space in your chest. It is associated with the color green and pink, which I just love. I love pink hearts. And it is all about love, of course, the giving and the receiving of love. And this is such an important part of our body that sometimes we forget to actually work with it. And so today we really want to talk to you about all things heart chakra and how you can really connect with your heart chakra and work with it to empower your life and help you live from a place of love and compassion for yourself and for others. Okay. So I received a message from one of our listeners. And by the way, I love it when listeners write in and ask us questions because it, it does help us. Yeah. Uh, one, we get to answer your questions on the air, and then also it helps us tailor things that are going to help you because the goal is really to help you find understanding, to help you find healing, to help you navigate your life. So this person wrote in and they said that they had found our podcast last year and they found it so helpful. And almost every episode that came out was at the exact right time that they needed it. I've been listening while I'm working every weekend, and so many big shifts have happened for me while I've been listening. I was wondering if you guys have ever talked about cutting energetic ties and forgiveness. I have found myself in a situation where relationships have ended suddenly and dramatically. I'm recognizing that what is needed here is forgiveness and heart healing for me to be able to break those ties, but it's been really hard. Interesting that we're talking about heart, heart chakra this week when you just got that email. Yeah. First of all, uh, not only is it <laughs> lining up with things happening in her life, but it's also yeah. lining up with things that are happening in my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the that is so ironic. You know, the world works in the most wonderful and mysterious ways. And those synchronicities are not by coincidence. Mm -hmm. They are for a reason. So I love that you know, she's working through this thing the exact same time that we have planned to talk about this thing that we have also been working through ourselves. Mm -hmm. I think I've spent the majority of the week releasing things from my heart chakra. I don't know where to begin. My, my, my oh. heart hurts friends. <laughs> my heart has been going through some stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, last week we talked about how I'm leaving the sanctuary. This I'm on my last week of being at the sanctuary and 
the ending to what I thought was going to be forever has been very, very, very painful for me. And a part of my heart has shut down a little bit. And I've been working all week long, God, all month long to open up my heart center and heal the parts of me that have been hurt through this process. And it, I don't think I'm there yet. So I'm still in the process of healing, but I did find that this week was a lot about releasing for me, a lot of releasing heartache and um, surrendering. And I know we talked about surrender last week. And if you didn't listen to last week's episode, I highly recommend going back and and listening to that because I feel like this is a good follow-up to what we talked about. But uh, surrendering to a new level. And there's this song that I've been listening to. There's this creator I found on TikTok years ago. His name is Saint Finnegan. Mm -hmm. And he does this incredible spiritual music that is very high vibe. And I swear to God, his music is healing people. And I was listening to a new song of his and it was called I Surrender. And it is just so beautiful in the way that it is orchestrated and in the lyrics that are in there. And I've listened to it a hundred times over and I have cried every single time I've listened to it. And I think about when I'm thinking about that song, I want to cry now just because your heart is this place where we do have to practice surrender. Our heart is about not just giving, giving, giving all the time. It's also about opening up that heart to receive. And I think in order to receive the good things that we uh, have coming to us in our lives or to receive good relationships, to receive healing to receive abundance, you have to surrender that heart space and allow that to open up. And I've been always working on, you know, all of my trauma responses from childhood and my heart is closed. You know, it's been one thing that's been very challenging for me to open up because I've always had to be very defensive and protective of myself. So my heart, I'm a very emotional person and I feel everything. So my heart is the one place where I shut down the quickest when I've been hurt and reopening that and allowing things in has been where has been a challenge for me recently. And that's what I've been working on. So that has been my discovery for the week. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. (laughs) And I guess a part of like receiving or being, allowing yourself to receive that love is you have to love yourself too, to be able to receive that. That's one thing I didn't even think about this week was receiving love. It was all about giving, mm-hmm. making sure I was giving enough, but receiving that's a, that's one I want now. It's a balance. It's I know a, I got to figure out that balance. It is so much easier to give. It is love to give things to, you know, do things for other people, especially if you, you know, your love language and your love language happens to be acts of service, which mine is, that's a giving. I want to give, let me do things for you. And this is how I show my love. But I forget that I also need to receive that love Mm -hmm. and be open and vulnerable enough to allow people to show me that love, to allow that receiving to come in. Mm -hmm. I bet that feels good. To allow that. I'm sure it does. I don't know. It's really hard. I want to try it. <laughs> I don't know if I'm totally I there yet. <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm there either. It's a new concept for me. <laughs> well, and what you're talking about is sometimes called a heart wall. Mm. And I mean, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's an energetic wall you put up around your heart to protect it. Oh, you yeah. know, and it is work to remove it. 
Um, but when you do remove it, the payoff is really huge. Um, and you can have more than one wall, at least in my experience. I know that I've removed some heart walls, but then, you know, I go on for a while and boom, I find another one. And so it's like peeling the onion. You're like, all right, here we go again. Yeah. What's the process of removing a heart wall? Um, the process that I've used is Dr. Bradley's emotion code process. And that's using magnets and muscle testing to find old emotions that are stuck within you from past events. And they can be from when you were a young, young child, all the way up to present day emotions that got stuck. And you set the intention that I want to remove my heart wall. And then you begin working on pulling out emotion after emotion after emotion. Um, and for me, when I removed the first one, I started remembering things from my childhood that were difficult that I had completely repressed. Oh, wow. So, I mean, there's your inner child healing kind of going on. And so I'd remember the memory when I'd removed the emotion. And it was really hard at first. Because, you know, who wants to look at all the hard things and feel, again, all those difficult emotions. But I liked that process because it was fairly quick. And while I looked at them and then I felt them, once I removed them, they were gone. And that was really nice. And sometimes my brain would process it for a, a couple of days. But um, the biggest payoff for me was once I removed that very first heart wall, um, I could feel how much my husband loved me. I'd never felt that before. Oh. <laughs> it was like I opened that hard enough to let his love in and I could just feel how much he loved me where, and I always knew he loved me, you know, I mean, it's obvious, but, but I could feel that. And, you know, it was awesome because I was opening up to receiving the love that I had been blocking with that wall. And unintentionally. Mm -hmm. Of course. Yeah. yeah, of course. Just from, um, and most of the emotions for that first heart wall that I did were, were childhood ones. I mean, there were some adult, but they were more between the ages of zero and 10. As you know, a lot of it was when I started school age four and five, I had a lot of stuff there related to school, you know, going to school and having to protect my heart in that different environment that I'd never been exposed to before. So yeah. Um, but there's other ways to remove heart walls. Uh, Reiki can help you with a heart wall if you like doing energy healing. Doing inner child work will do the same thing. So if you've got any other types of processes that do inner child work, that's going to help you to start removing that heart wall. Um, meditative practices and just focusing on your heart space and just asking, okay, what do you need me to see heart space and see what comes up and allowing yourself to see it, feel it, process it and release it. Um, do you guys have the other processes that you use to help your heart to heal? Those are the main ones that I use. Mm -hmm. Visualization is very powerful oh. in helping you remove your heart wall or opening up your heart. I, do you mind if I share a story? No. Oh. Okay. So this month, not only have I been, you know, 
going through the challenges of leaving the sanctuary and starting my own thing, I've also been going through a friend breakup. And that friend breakup has been equally as difficult for me and has helped, has definitely made my heart close a little bit. So part of what I've been healing is not only the grief of losing my, my, my home, my business, my job with my friends, but I'm also going through that friend breakup at the same time. And I was doing a, a Reiki session. And the thing is, if you're a Reiki practitioner, you are receiving healing while you are healing others. And I, I always seem to attract, and I think this is probably true for a lot of people, but you always attract the people that you can learn from right? Attract the people that you can help heal, but you can also learn something from them at the same time. They might be going through uh, similar things that you're going through in your life. Well, this woman came in and you know we didn't talk much about what she was wanting to release. She just knew she needed to be there. She knew she needed some Reiki. She needed a little bit of uh, spiritual help and energy healing. And while I was giving her Reiki, I kept feeling drawn to her heart. And her heart was uh, letting go of these emotions of betrayal and feeling hurt by friendships. And uh, it was so close to what I was going through. I had this like aha moment and I felt in the middle of our session, my heart just go like a little pop and open up. And I felt this beautiful wave of forgiveness wash over me. And in that moment, I felt nothing but love for the friend that I've lost through this friend breakup. And all I could do was send this friend so much love. And, and I knew in that moment I had forgiven. And I think that in that moment, I released a part of that heart wall, but there's still some there. And so while doing a meditation yesterday, while Rose and I were teaching a Reiki class, I was finding that I was finding more stuff within my heart that needed to be released and opened up. And I think I, I opened up another little part. But when you open something up, things bubble to the surface. So when I'm opening up these little pieces of my heart wall, new emotions are coming through, new yeah. thoughts of like, oh, my God. We we jumped on this call immediately to talk about uh, the heart chakra, but we started talking about relationships and how to have conversations when you know you're you're heated or you're feeling triggered or you're angry and those things are coming to the surface because my friend breakup happened through an argument and so i'm thinking like oh my god how did my trauma responses and my way that i reacted create you know this breakup and how can i forgive myself for having that response and how can i work on myself so that i don't do that again uh, Candace, I love your story because um, I did the channel, a channel just to, from my spirit guides. What do I need to share about the heart chakra? And one of the points that they made is that the heart chakra is always in flux. Like we think, is it open? Is it closed? Well, <laughs> yes, depending on where you're at and what's happening. And like the image they gave me is that it's always moving and changing. It's never static. So as we're going through our lives, it is opening and closing from second to second, depending on our environment. And one good point that they made is that there's two major influences on your heart chakra at all times. One is your external environment. Is your external environment a safe place 
Do you feel nurtured? Do you, does it feel safe for you to be open? And if so, you're of course going to have more open chakra. So your chakra is always like detecting it's got radar. Is the environment safe or not? The other thing they shared is that your internal environment also has just as much influence as to whether the chakra is open or closed. So if you are in your mind, always hmm, playing fearful thoughts, negative thoughts, scarcity thoughts in your mind, if that's what's going through your mind, your heart chakra is going to be more closed because it's responding to that energy. And it's like getting directions from your mind. Oh, this isn't a safe place, whether it's internal or external, and it's closing. So it's not like, do you have an open or closed heart chakra? It's more like, where is your natural state of being most of the time and what's going on within you and around you? And I just thought that was interesting because I always think about the external environment affecting how I'm feeling in my heart space, but I tend to forget about the internal <laughs> environment, which is something that we have a great influence and control over. All right. So I did a channel with my spirit guides, just asking what's important for us to know about the heart chakra. And they had a lot to say. The first thing they said is it is the core of the human experience. It is the center. It is also where our divine spark is. It emanates and begins in the heart chakra. It is the chakra that really can help you to connect with the other people around you. So they showed an image of a body with their heart chakra, just sending out glowing light and another person across for them, receiving that glowing light and sending it back. So it's like there's light cords going between the hearts and not negative cords of attachment. They were very specific about that. These are cords of light that are just helping us to support and enhance one another with that loving energy. The heart chakra influences all of the other chakras. So if it's happy and open, it's sending signals to all of your other chakras to be more happy and open. And if it's closed and in a fearful state or a protective state, your other chakras are going to be influenced as well. Oh. So it's kind of like the brains of your energy system where you would think the mind, it, the mind's not. It's like, mm -hmm. <clears throat> and the heart is the brains and it's the one that's influencing how the whole system is functioning. They said the heart chakra can expand beyond our auric field to other realms and other dimensions, allowing the giving and receiving of love. Wow. That that's is really cool. cool. Mm -hmm. That's very cool. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I just, and I don't know any more about it than that, but that just, so they gave me an image of like somebody from another planet sending love down to earth and us having open enough heart chakras to receive that, whether we're conscious of it or not. Wow. So, yeah. We could be doing the same thing. Absolutely. That love. Mm -hmm. Well, think, think about it. Our, our being, our vibration affects the people around us. We get that ripple effect. It also is affecting the vibration of the planet. That's why it's so important for, if you listen to our Starseed episode, for us to raise our own individual vibrations because we are in turn raising the whole vibration of the entire planet. And that vibration has an effect on all the other planets and constellations mm -hmm. and 
atmospheres and blah, blah, blahs yeah. out there in the universe. The blah, blah, blahs. <laughs> Those are very important. <laughs> Everything's connected. I mean, yeah. and yeah, not just connected, but energetically sending and receiving. So that's pretty cool. Um, they talked about the heart chakra having a fierce security system. That was their words. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is important to have that security system to be able to put up shields when necessary. So they're not saying that having any kind of a, a wall or anything is necessarily bad. It's a problem when that wall is up for a prolonged amount of time. Yes. And, and that's and then it can become semi-permanent or permanent. And that's where you start running into trouble and you're closing yourself off from receiving. Um, But they said our planet right now has many people that are working on opening their hearts and removing those walls and security systems. So that's like one of the big goals of what we're doing on Earth right now is working on healing our heart spaces so that we can give and receive love. There's a lot of pain there in those heart spaces. Mm Mm-hmm generational trauma, you know, just normal, every life traumas. <laughs> we have a lot to heal. Mm-hmm. And when we do have walls up, it can stifle our growth and our expansion. Yeah. So, you know, that's makes sense. They also recommended that we more intentionally develop a relationship with our heart chakras. Um, they said, have conversations with your heart chakra. Get into a quiet place and just ask your heart, what do you want me to know right now? And just see what comes up and actually honor the messages that come up. Mm -hmm. So if the heart chakra is telling you, you need to do more meditating to have quiet time, then you actually need to go do that. Have you been in my Oracle card readings lately, Rose? (laughs) No, I have not. (laughs) That's been my message. Yeah. Really quiet time, huh? Yeah. And I, when we did our Reiki class yesterday, I had no choice but to sit there and meditate. And it was the first time that I've done it in probably two weeks. Oh, wow. And I've been getting that message that you need to sit down and meditate. And I was like, yes. mm. I don't think so. <laughs> and then you had to. And then I had to, but I got a heart healing. Yeah. So it, it was so. totally worth it. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing they really talked about, which I thought was fascinating, is they talked about the heart has the ability to see the future. It has the gift of premonition. What? It knows what's going to happen. And that reminds me, I mean, if you go into um, the Heart Math Institute and do any of their research, there's the science that proves that, that your heart will react to something before it's actually happened. Because the I, vibration has already been sent out. Mm-hmm, yeah. The energy, so the frequency is yeah. already moving through the ethers and your heart is detecting that. Absolutely. So your heart has that gift of knowing. So if you are tuned into your heart, you're going to get warnings or at least heads up when things are happening. So I think that's pretty cool. And of you with I your know. heart. <laughs> I know. It's so good. to your heart. That's very important. <laughs> and then the other big point that they made about the heart chakra is that it is very important to consult your heart space when making decisions. Talked, talked about, about yeah, we have, they talked about how the mind is, you know, very physical based. It's very egoic. It's very logical. And we tend to try and make most big decisions using only our mind. Yeah. 
-hmm. And they're like, that is wrong, wrong, wrong. It's like, and you should use the mind because it's a wonderful tool, but it's like a three-part tool is what they said, where the mind is one part you consult, the heart space is another part you consult, and your gut is the third to consult. Mm -hmm. And when you're making any decision, you want to get to a quiet space Think about your choices and feel into your heart space and see what it says. Feel into your gut and see how that feels. Consult your mind and see what your mind has to offer. They're like, if you start making decisions using all of those parts of your body, that's how the human body was designed. We are not designed just to use our minds only. And I thought that was really uh, good advice. What do you have, Jennifer, for signs that your heart chakra is closed? Okay, so um, signs. I have lack of empathy, inability to set boundaries, unhealthy relationships, inability to forgive, anger and trust issues, and even physical issues. Probably like heart pain, chest pain. Yeah. If, I think when your heart chakra is closed... I don't know about for the rest of the world, but for me, I always know exactly when that heart chakra is closed. I can feel it because it feels different. It feels heavy. It feels like it's hanging on to all of the emotions that I have. It it feels tight. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. there's anger within my body or betrayal or, you know, whatever those emotions are that are weighing heavy on the heart. So I feel like for me that that's very easy for me to detect, but it doesn't mean it's easy for me to let go of. How does that affect you when you have a closed chakra? How does that affect your life? Well, it definitely affects you in your ability to be empathetic towards other people, but also to be empathetic towards yourself, to be loving towards yourself, to be forgiving towards yourself, to give yourself grace. I really feel like the heart center is where we receive the most. And if our heart center is closed, it makes receiving very difficult. I'm not talking about just receiving love. I'm talking about receiving things that you want in your life, right? If you have goals and dreams and aspirations and you're working and working and trying to do all these things and you can't, it's like you just feel like nothing is coming your way. It's probably because your heart chakra is closed and it's creating this wall in your energy that says, I don't receive. I don't receive. Therefore, the things that are meant to come to you can't even get in because you haven't opened up your energy to allow that abundance and those good things to come in your way. And I want to, I do want to talk about forgiveness. This was something that I thought was really important when I was working, still in working, that's not past tense, (laughs) on some of the stuff that I've been going through recently. And I looked up the definition of forgiveness Because, you know, there's the saying that, oh, well, forgiveness isn't for the other person. It is for you. And I was having a very hard time wrapping my brain around that. Like, no, if I'm forgiving them, then I'm forgiving and I'm consoling or I'm condoning the actions or, and and that doesn't make sense to me. Why would I forgive somebody for doing that to me or saying those things to me or making me feel that way? So the definition of forgiveness, this is from uh, Berkeley EDU. It is defined as a conscious or deliberate decision to release feelings of resentment or vengeance towards the person or group who has harmed you, regardless of whether they actually deserve your forgiveness. That's an important point, though, regardless of whether or not they deserve it. So forgiveness isn't condoning bad behavior or 
negative actions. It's not enabling that. It's choosing to release that so that you don't carry that with you anymore. Yes. It is about letting go of the emotions that you're holding onto in your heart space because of the events that happened or the things that have been said or done to you that has hurt you. It's most likely your forgiveness is never going to affect the other person. They don't care. Mm -hmm. Or maybe they do. But in most cases, they're, they don't need your forgiveness in order to feel like what they've done was just or, or to move on. You know, the forgiveness really is about you being like, okay, I don't need to hold on to these negative emotions that I have towards this person because what it's actually doing is, is keeping us energetically connected in a negative way. Rather, I'm going to release all of those negative feelings that I have, and I'm going to forgive them And forgiveness really is just, I'm going to release those negative emotions and I'm going to let them go. And I'm going to cut that negative cord of attachment. And I, when I finally had that epiphany where I was able to forgive, I also cut the cord and I was like, you know, I can give this person so much love. And you know, I've had to do this several times in my life. I had to do this with my biological mother. I could cut this cord of attachment with them and I can release all these feelings And I can also send them love and wish them the best, but I no longer desire to have a relationship with that person. And I'm, I'm put myself in a position now where I've got a boundary where they don't have the option to come back into my life and to hurt me again. Like they did. I'm not harboring negative emotions towards them anymore. I've forgiven them and I've released those emotions that were holding me back or keeping me, keeping my heart chakra closed. So it's empowering. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. baby. <laughs> Chill. <laughs> yeah. And while all of that sounds perfect and right, and in my mind, I know that's the right way to move forward. Sometimes for me, it takes several waves of forgiveness before I fully reach it. It's not something I can do overnight, especially depending on the situation. But it it usually takes me, hmm, gosh, at least a month of working through it and clearing stuff in my heart space and to where I can get to that peaceful state of allowing the forgiveness. Wow. I think I forgive instantly and I don't know why. I don't harbor any, at least I don't think I do. Well, do I? I think that you might be discovering something here soon. (laughs) What are you talking about? (laughs) I don't know. I don't, I'm not you. I can't say for sure, but uh, I don't forgive easily. I mean, really easily. I think, I think I if to forgive somebody, sometimes we put this uh, like, well, if they apologize for what they've done, if they admit that they're wrong and they, you know, then I will forgive. And I used to do that. Like, oh, if somebody apologized to me for how they treated me and can admit that they were wrong, I will 100% let all of that anger go and, you know, jump back into friendship with them. But you're not always going to get that. People are not always going to apologize for what they did. And they're not going to always think that they are wrong for the way that they treated you or what they said. In their minds, they're the hero, right? They they were right to say what they had to say and to protect themselves because that's all we're all ever doing is protecting our own selves. So, you can't wait for somebody to give you the apology or to admit that they were wrong in order for you to forgive. You have to learn how to forgive first. If you have done that, Jennifer, well, then you've got the secret sauce that you need to you need to get share with the rest of us. The thing is letting go. I let go way too 
I just let go easily because I don't want to hold on to that stuff. I don't. I've always been that way and I don't know why. You don't have to include this, but I'm curious. Do you think it's a letting go or a brushing it under the rug? It could be both because there are times where I feel like I hold some resentment to some things uh-huh. that I thought I'd forgiven. Uh-huh. Um, or maybe just, um, I don't know, maybe. I, I talk to people a lot who who say this, that they think that they forgive really e- easily, but then I go into their energy centers and I'm releasing anger and resentment. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's hard because to let of the those way other feelings go, you know? That's what you're holding on to. That's not for... <laughs> that is not forgiving. That is pushing down your true emotions okay. and saying, okay, I'm just going to shove this down because it, it keeps the peace. It helps us continue our relationship. So that brings me back to my childhood. This definitely started in childhood. Um, so yeah, maybe I do do that. It's more of like a, a mask cover up of like, oh, it's okay. I don't, it's okay what you did. You know, I'll, I'll deal with my own feelings on my own. I'll push them down. I I'll... talked about this, about something that happened yesterday where I was like, okay, yeah, I'm yeah. good with it. It's <laughs> like, I'll just put the lid on it for yeah. now. Yeah. 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 And I'll, I, I think I've let it go. It's not bothering me in the moment. I let it roll off my back. But I did. And I, I still, I'm okay. I'm still okay. But those things creep back up. Yeah, and then you go, damn it, you did something else. And this is how I felt with, you know. Uh, yeah. Things yep. pile up. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. not forgiveness. That's like, that's, I don't know what that is. My whole life, I thought I was forgiving. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, people, you have not been forgiven. <laughs> Ouch. I'm holding on to it all. <laughs> but I don't feel like I am, but okay. Oh. <sighs> And who am I to say? I don't know. Maybe you are forgiven. I don't but know. I don't know. I'm, I'm just so speaking from experience. <laughs> I'm pretty convincing. You are. <laughs> I was I was sure I was just a very, very forgiving person. But I guess not. I'm not. I've been holding on to it. I feel like I've let it go, but maybe just didn't let it go completely. I did like your point, Candace, about if you're waiting for the other person to do something then that isn't forgiveness and that's not going to help you. When you're doing that, you've given all of your power away. Mm-hmm. You've given the power to the other person and you're waiting for them to do what you are expecting or hoping they'll do. Mm-hmm. And that keeps you stuck. Mm-hmm. Stuck just waiting for that before you're allowed to make an emotional shift. So choosing to forgive in whatever process or way is right for you is really taking back your power and saying, I get to decide how my emotions are going to be. And they're not going to be based on your actions. And while that may impact me and I may have to do some processes and work through that, I'm going to come out the other side and then you don't have influence over me anymore. Now, I know that a while back, I believe it was August, we did an episode about severing the ties, talking about severing negative cords of attachment uh, with toxic relationships. So I would suggest if you are working towards severing those ties, then you can go ahead, go back, go listen to that episode, and that's going to give you all the information that you need to cut those negative cords of attachment. And today in this episode, we're going to focus on 
more about how to forgive or more about forgiving and opening up that heart chakra because they're all really connected and intertwined and both can be so helpful. So let's talk about how to open up the heart chakra. How can we nurture that heart chakra other than just forgiveness? Because that's something that takes a lot of time, a lot of effort. I encourage you all to be very patient with yourself when you're doing this. Do all of the work that we talk about doing all the time, right? The meditation, the journaling, the looking at the areas where you're getting triggered, what's really bubbling up. Why why are these emotions so difficult for you to look at? Go through the process, do the inner child healing, do the shadow work. I know it's a lot of work, but this is how we heal. This is how we liberate ourselves from these negative emotions so that we can continue to move forward and have open hearts and loving relationships and create all the wonderful things in our life that we want to create ultimately. So let's look at how we can nurture that heart chakra and open it up. One of the ways that I nurture it, and I know I've said it before, is um, I practice gratitude every day as for as many times a day as I can. And that really, really helps open up the heart chakra, not just the heart chakra, but the crown chakra as well. Like, like you were said, saying Rose, like it opens up more. Cause they're all influenced by that heart. Yeah. It's my mm-hmm. favorite thing to do. Gratitude is hard to have when your heart chakra is closed. It is. <laughs> so by focusing your attention on things that you are truly grateful for, like just this morning, I woke up and driving over to Jennifer's house so we could do our podcast, I could hear the birds Mm -hmm. singing and I could hear the wind chimes in the wind. And I just, I was so grateful for the music, the the natural music of the world that was playing for me. It felt like a a orchestra just for me so I can hear it. And I felt so grateful for that. And, you know, a few weeks ago, hearing the birds, I felt nothing, nothing anger mm-hmm. mostly because my heart chakra are... where you were. Yeah. <laughs> because of where I was. Yeah. <laughs> so by focusing your attention on the things that you were grateful for, starting with the things that you're grateful for, that could be small. Mm-hmm. And it, we talked about this before. in I think the episode, the glimmers, right. Mm-hmm. Where we focus on the things that we are grateful for the good things that are happening in our life, but it really depends on how are you feeling when you're looking at that thing? Are you truly feeling grateful when you think about feeling grateful for something and truly feeling it? I feel it within my heart. My heart glows. It feels Mm -hmm. like it opens up, which in turn is opening up your energy system, Mm -hmm. opening up your heart and breaking down some of those walls. And it's a physical feel. You actually feel it. You don't, you're not just thinking, oh, I'm grateful for this and grateful for that. You actually feel it in your body. Raises your level of vibration, Mm -hmm. raises your mood, it releases endorphins. Mm -hmm. If you need more of that. Do it every day. And if you have to start just with journaling things that you're grateful for, that's how I started. And it was so just like, oh, I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful for that. I wasn't feeling anything, but that's how I started. As time went by, I started to feel more of that gratefulness. Yeah. I, I Now I see it as me taking those things for granted when I wasn't feeling thankful for them, that I, I could recognize it. Oh, another one, another thing I like to do, if, if you're like me and you like frequencies, listen to Solfeggio frequency 639. Oh, that's a good one. Is it the heart frequency? That's a heart. I think that's the heart frequency. Um, That's good for the heart, for opening the heart chakra. That one for sure. I'm sure there's other ones, but. Or at least some sort of frequency playing. 
Um, mindfulness, mm-hmm. watching your thought patterns and when your thought patterns are repetitively negative thought patterns, noticing it and intentionally making a shift, uh, positive affirmations, um, having positive affirmations at the ready. So when your mind is having those negative thought patterns that are circling over and over again, you have positive things you can replace them with. Mm-hmm. If I just think, stop thinking that, I, that doesn't work. I actually have to have something to switch over to. Yeah. And so just watching your thoughts and trying to make those switches is really good. It's just like getting a, a song stuck in your head over and over and over again. The only way to replace it is by changing the song. And and any good self-care techniques, going out in nature always opens my heart space up, especially if I can go out by myself. Mm-hmm. Sometimes alone time will open up my heart space because mm-hmm. I don't have anybody around that I'm, you know, worried is going to influence me in a, a challenging way. So alone time is really, really good. Yeah, wear the colors of the heart chakra, green and pink, or just colors in general that lift your spirits that you really love. Yeah, And uh, developing a relationship with your heart chakra. Mm-hmm. So actually intentionally connecting with it, trying to communicate with it, you know, the more you build that relationship, the more it's going to be open. And if you're curious about foods that you can eat, eat anything green. Mm. that something that it was alive that was green so as you begin to work with your heart chakra remember this isn't something that's going to open and blossom overnight this is like building a new friendship or a new relationship tap into your heart listen to it Feel what it is feeling and give it the love and attention that it needs. Allow yourself to do things that bring more love into your life, whatever those things may be, and keep focusing on it in a regular way and you will begin to open it. It may take some work, some inner child healing, some allowing for uncomfortable emotions, But once you do the work and your heart knows that you are listening to it and helping it and giving it what it needs, it's going to open and blossom for you in the most beautiful ways. And the gifts that you will receive, you, you can't even know because you're closed off to them. So once you open that up and receive those gifts, life becomes a more magical experience and you can begin connecting with the people in your life in a deeper way, a more meaningful way. And it's respecting yourself, but also respecting others. So the heart chakra really can be an important tool to develop a positive relationship with. Um, We really hope that this podcast helped you in some way that helps you to Get a little nugget of how you can work with your heart chakra for your own personal growth. Um, And know that we are sending love to you from our heart chakras with every episode that we do. This is a labor of love. And we really hope that that vibration is coming through 
with the stories and the knowledge that we are sharing with you. So we really hope that you guys have just a beautiful day. Thank you so much for listening. And if you'd like to contact us in any way, the information is in the description. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye.